Welcome to this week's edition of Run Talk SA with myself, David Katz, Mr. Active. And we are less than a week to go now until the Comrades Marathon and a lot of excitement in the air. I went out for a run in Johannesburg this morning. It's starting to get finally a little bit cold. So a lot of the Comrades runners up here are going to be thankful that a race week has arrived. But plenty of runners around the country heading down to Comrades or up to Comrades this weekend, including none other than the legendary Barry Holland. Barry Holland has done no fewer than 42 comrades as he's done them consecutively and this year he's going for 43. Barry, that is some sort of feat. Thank you, David. Yeah, it's um, myself and the chap by the name of Louis Mustaine. He holds the, the all-time comrades record now for, for the most consecutive runs. Of course, uh, the, the great Dave Rogers is um, ahead of us in terms of total medals. He's on 45. Um, uh, we're trying desperately to catch up with David, but he's making it very, very difficult for us at the moment. Um, but we are a lot of issues. Yourself and Louis Yusavi, you are two behind, but the pair of you have done them consecutively. I mean, it's amazing. A race of comrades around 90 kilometers, and you've managed to go out and do it since 1973, 42 times in a row. I mean, how do you get that right? I think it is quite amazing, uh, and I don't say that from a, from a sort of a, a self-congratulating sort of point, standpoint. I think it's more just uh, genetic luck, uh, seeing biomechanically sound. Um, yeah, it's, it, I think it's just in your makeup. Uh, it's just you and who and what you are. Although, so saying, I think I've always uh, prided myself on being a, a, a sensible and, and thinking runner. Um, and one of the most important things that I've done over every single year, right, since 1973, is that after a comrade, keep rest, complete break off the road, don't touch my shoes for at least uh, two months. And that gives my, my body a chance to heal. And what comrades runners don't realize, and, and, and they're very foolhardy when they get back on the road so quickly after comrades because they're still mad keen and the, and the sort of the adrenaline of comrades is, in a sense, still pumping through them. And they want to go back and, and, and be with their mates and run and, and, and tell some more war stories, etc. But the very best thing for them is to be off the road. And that's what I've done over the last uh, 42 years, is get off the road and, and let my body heal. Um, I think that's one of the biggest factors. And, and obviously added to that is I think I'm just, as I said, biomechanically sound. And um, I've always been able to put, every every time I've been injured, I've been, put, been able to put it distinctly down to a typical overuse syndrome, being silly. Uh, you know, trying to do too much too soon. If I don't do that, um, I stay healthy and I stay well. You know. Now, Barry, you talk about resting the body, but also resting the mind, especially for the guys like you who've gone out and done so many of them to get that motivation year in, year out. I mean, it is an inspiring race. I've been fortunate enough to, to do one and be on the start line, but to go out and motivate yourself so many years in a row, that really is impressive as well. Yeah, look, and I think you're 100% right, David, in, in saying that you rest your mind. And, you know, I, I can't race anymore, not like we used to race, but in those, in those good old heady days of, you know, when I was sort of, um, you know, 40 and below and 30, 35, those kind of ages when I was racing comrades hard, it did take a big toll on you mentally. And that, that break from comrades gave you uh, uh, a sort of little bit of a mental uh, holiday and you could come back uh, charged up and, and ready to do, you know, go and race marathons before Christmas. And then come January 1, you knew that you were into the long slog uh, for comrades. But you were there and, and, and fresh mentally to take on a, another challenge, you know. 
Well, you talk about racing hard and it's, you know, over these 42 comrades, you haven't gone out there and just finished under cutoff, under 11 hours, under 10 hours. You've got 22 silver medals. You've run a 629. That's some serious running, Barry. It is indeed. You know, it, it, I wrote about it in my book where, where it was a dream of mine to, to try and get down to those kind of numbers. You know, every, every runner who's, who's got a little bit of talent, who was given some talent. So, you know, as you know, you can check with. Your, your talent is in your genes. You were given it by your parents. Um, but having been given that talent, I was always hell-bent on, on using it to the absolute maximum. And my short-distance times always told me that they, they paint a very clear picture for you. Uh, right from your 8K time trial all the way through up to 15, 21, 32, etc. They'll tell you what you can do at Comrades. And, and mine said that I could get to six and a half. Whether I could do that uh, mentally, that was another story. And, and I think that was my greatest challenge of, of, of my running life was to, to finally get that one, get that big one that I knew I could do. Um, and it took a lot of preparation and, 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 a, and a huge amount of training. And, uh, and once again, being clever, you know, I was, I was mentored by, by the great Tony Deerling. You, you might remember Tony, he was a comrade's gold medalist, he's a very good friend of mine. Um, and I turned to him for advice and, and, and asked him to just fine-tune my training and, uh, and, and just help me with a couple of the, the small things that make, I think, a big difference in the end. And, and we finally forget it. I've never been one to fastidiously keep a, a, a logbook. I run for many reasons. One of them is not to, to, to be a slave to a logbook. Um, but in, in knowing that I, I run a certain amount of kilometers from January to May in common training every year and then working out what I do in, in the other half of the year, um, it certainly worked out to be something in the order of 3,000 kilometers a year, multiplied over 40 years, that's 120,000 kilometers plus. And as I, I like to, uh, I think I mentioned in the book, is that it's 40,000 kilometers around the equator of the Earth. And therefore, I'm now on my fourth trip around the world if I was running around the equator. It just puts it sort of kind of into perspective that it, it is a bit scary when you think that you've run uh, more than three times around the world. That's very scary, Barry. And it's amazing, as we've been pointing out, that you have done it. But now let's go back to something that's almost associated and has continued to grow with comrades. And that's club running. Comrades has a rule that you've got to be part of a club if you want to run comrades. And, and it's part of the whole vibe. I know for years and years you you don't anymore. You ran for Jeppy up here in Johannesburg. I did my race with Jeppy, a fantastic club. I know Kim Payne does a great job there. She's about to run her 25th, which is impressive in itself. But club running in this country just really is the epitome of what keeps things together. David, there's no shadow of a doubt. And it's, it's, quite a, it's quite amazing when you compare it to, say, club running in, in say, the UK where the club system is nothing like what we've got here. The, the clubs here are the absolute core of, of distance running, or of all running in this, in this country, but very specifically distance running. I just don't think that you would get to the likes of races like Two Oceans and Comrades and, and all the other sort of ultras that we have on our, on our race program uh, without a club structure, without club captains who can write training programs and Obviously, most of the club captains throughout the country are the experienced people like myself who use tried and tested methods. Um, you know, if it worked 30 years ago, believe me, it still works today. Um, and uh, I, I think the clubs are absolutely core and central to the success of, of road running in South Africa. And why we've got 
races like Two Oceans with 11,000 runners running like an ultra and 22,000 people running 90 kilometers. People overseas just shake their heads in absolute wonderment that, that you would have a, a race of 90 kilometers that, and then let alone 22,000 people doing that race. If it wasn't for the clubs, I don't believe we'd have that race uh, of, that, of that stature and that, uh, and that size. Um, because the clubs are just, the clubs are your belonging. And I mean, I like nothing more than to be a club member and uh, be with my mates and run my mates in the morning. And it's just fabulous. It just that makes, makes my life, it makes my rent career. Well, this year we've got an extra just over 800, kilo, uh, 800 meters, beg your pardon, due to roadworks through Pine Town. Going to be a challenge for a lot of runners, especially guys pushing a certain medal or just looking to beat the cutoff. So clubs are going to come into play. What's your advice, Barry Island? You've done so many of them. There's been little tinkers to the route over the years because of things like roadworks. What's your big advice to the guys who are now sitting with nearly an extra kilometer? Well, I think, I think the simple fact of the matter is it. The distance on the day is the distance on the day. You, you set your program, you set out your score to achieve whatever time you're looking for, whether it's a, a fabulous uh, sub seven or a really fast farms or a great silver medal or, you know, a bull rowans and sub tens and elevens. You know, it all depends on, on your genes, as I said earlier, and, and what you're capable of doing. But you have to set your score out according to, to that distance on the day. My tenth favorite was the longest comrades in history. It was 91.4 kilometers. So there we were trying to run silvers, and that added, you know, effectively something like uh, seven to eight minutes to to what we had to do on the day. Um, so it is it is what it is, and you know, I, I do timing charts for all our, our runners, and just we just build that in and just say, well, that's that's it. You just have to be through the half. A little bit quicker, not a lot quicker, but you just have to take it into account. And um, it is what it is on a day, and you just have to uh, suck it up. That's what it is. Well, always some inspiring words chatting to the great Barry Holland, who's going to run his 43rd consecutive comrades this year. It's been a bit of a plagued interview by internet problems, load shedding as tends to happen in South Africa these days. So uh, great chatting to you, though, Barry. And uh, just to add there, Barry is thinking... Dave Rogers, 45, that's definitely on the agenda. After that, who knows? There's a whole roast. We've got Louis running with him also on the same number. Alan Robb's there and thereabouts. Can someone get to 50? Would be a fantastic achievement. So we'll definitely keep tabs on Barry Holland over the next couple of years. He'll also be down at the Expo uh, Thursday. We'll hopefully catch up with him on Old Mutual Live as well. So you can catch that platform as well. Brad Brown and the team and myself, we'll all be down there. So Join us for the Comrades Marathon. If you're running, come in, say hello. It's going to be great and great excitement ahead of what is always a great occasion. Barry, thanks again for your time. And from myself, Mr. Active, David Katz, cheers. You can catch me on Facebook, Mr. Active SA, and on uh, Mr. Active South Africa, and on Twitter, Mr. Active SA. Till next time, cheers. (laughs) 